The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Nui Scruggs. Welcome to 2020. The Players' Lounge. We back. First podcast of the new century. We back. That involves a new era of Cowboys football. Barry Church. Yes, sir. Danny McRae in the house. I'm Louis Scruggs. (laughs) We are excited. We've got a whole lot to get into today. We will talk about your LSU Tigers playing for the national championship later on. But right now, we must talk about the new head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. I was at the press conference Wednesday when it happened. I will be talking to Mike McCarthy in an interview that I'll do for TV uh, later on today. So um, I'm going to ask you guys also, well, what's, what's something I should ask him? But let okay. me start off with your impressions and right. ask you both a two-part question. One, what did you like about the hiring? And two, what's one question you have about the hiring. Barry, you start. I'll start us off. Um, the one thing I liked about it, I mean, I like multiple things about it, but the one thing I liked about it is I feel like he can come in here and he can get Dak to that next level. I mean, he's had, you know, Brett Favre. He's had Aaron Rodgers. He's had quarterbacks under his tutelage that have played at extremely high levels. I mean, Brett Favre was already that guy when he got there, but Aaron Rodgers, he drafted him in there and he got him to where he is now before he had left. So I feel like he can do that same thing to Dak Prescott, get him his game to a next level. Every year we've seen Dak since his rookie year, he's improved, he's improved, and now under his his tutelage, I think he'll be able to take that to the next level and hopefully get over that hump. I mean, in this decade, it's been pretty much a decade of just mediocrity. We went in there, you know, we won the division, we lost, we, we came in last place in the division. Then we went to the playoffs, we couldn't get past that divisional round. We have a guy that's coming in, he's proven, he's won Super Bowls, he's been there, he was with Green Bay for 13 years, I feel like nine years straight he went to the playoffs. So this is a guy that's proven, he can go into the NFL, he knows what, what's going on, what to take this team to the next level, and I think he'll be able to do that. Yeah, uh, I like to hire because same thing you said. Uh, I think I think he'll really be uh, a, a great help to Dak, and I also like the fact that he had been sitting on the side. So he was a, he was successful uh, as a head coach, won the Super Bowl. He's sitting on the side. He's watching the change of the game. He, mm-hmm. He's watching it unfold. He hires a guy <laughs> to come in and practically live with him. That's true. You know, to do analytics and figure out how the game is changing and how he can uh, be successful in it. And now we have him. Okay. So, right, so so we we we'll be the first people to see yeah. if if that works or or if it doesn't. All right, back to the second part of this. Okay. What's one question you have about the hiring, Danny? You start. Uh, my question is uh, control. I mean, so we talked about Aaron Rodgers mentioned that he, he thought that uh, McCarthy wanted to go somewhere where he have a lot of input in. How much? control is he going to have here with the Cowboys? Everybody understands that Jerry has a big voice and Steven has a big voice in the organization, so I'm just, it's intriguing to see how this will play out when when he has something that he wants that might not go in line with what they want. That is a great question and I was listening to uh, the podcast that Jane Slater of NFL Network and her producer Bobby Belt have. They spoke with Andrew Brandt mm-hmm who was on the business side in Green Bay, and they hired Mike McCarthy. And he said he had gotten two phone calls from NFL clubs asking about Mike. He said the Cowboys were not one of them. And in the conversations he had with the people, he had been told that Mike did not want to handle the draft, didn't want to handle, he just wanted to coach. That, hey, you got personnel people, that's fine. But he wanted to actually coach, which I thought, well, that fits totally into, you know, what they were looking for and how they like to operate. And to me, if you could let Will McClay work his magic, you'll be okay. Yeah, Will McClay, I mean, he's been hitting in drafts. Yeah, you're going to be okay. Be he's fine. been hitting, but when that pressure is on you and then you coaching and all of a sudden it's not working out, <laughs> you know, that, that I just want to coach mentality turns into, hold on, I need to figure out. How how I'm gonna drive my boat myself, right? I don't I don't want somebody else true. driving the plane, and I'm the one getting fired over it because because these think, guys are picking. These so do people. you think it'll come to a point where he's like, you know, I gotta I gotta do this my way? 
I don't know, man. The pressure's high. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I know people, they like, win people now. think it's a, yeah, it's a new era no, and no. all that stuff, and people got some years to get the nah. nah ain't no years. <laughs> the last uh, JG got fired because it was the, they were under the assumption assumption that we had enough to win. Mm-hmm. We still do. so the assumption is we still have enough to win, mm-hmm. especially over the top now because we have a proven head coach. That's so true. Pressure's so, so on. It's, it's more pressure than what it, what it seems like. <laughs> Go six and ten. You see what happens. <laughs> One of the things that that I have admired about Will McClay. And, and I, I know Will going back to his days with the Dallas Desperados when the Desperados were on NBC and we were doing games and we got to know Will there. Will talks to the coaches. What is it you like? So, Barry, mm-hmm. you tell me as a, my defensive backs coach, what are the guys that you're looking for? Okay. Danny, you're my offensive wide receiver coach. Tell me, what type of, is there a certain height? Is there a certain type of speed? What what are you looking for in the guys that you want? So Will takes that information in, and as he's looking at the draft, you know he's going to bring you, all right, Danny, here are the guys you like. Also, here's some guys here we think can play. Let's get in here and, ch- and check. So, so when he's doing it, it's not just one of those, this is my assistant, this is what I think, mm-hmm. bam, you take it. There is a collaboration. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, well, as, sure. as two guys who know Will uh, personally, oh, yeah. uh, we, we definitely understand the work ethic and how, and how, how Mc- it happens, right? And I think Mike McCarthy will appreciate that. Mm-hmm. That's, that that's just my feeling. That's right. something I'll, I'll maybe check with him. So i ask you now, okay. what's one question you have about the He His was control. Yeah. What's yours? I'm definitely 100% with you on the control, but I, I don't know what's up with that. But if we're going uh, another direction, I'm going to have to go special teams. I mean, me and you talked about it earlier, but, um, you know, his whole tenure in Green Bay, I think they were the best rank they had in their special teams was maybe 28th, 27th around those lines. And we've seen what special teams can do here. I mean, they struggled a lot this season, and, and it hurt us in games. It pretty much lost us one game in uh, in New England. So I want to see how he takes this special teams approach, if they're going to bring in guys like straight core guys, like how New England does, like right. with the Matt Slaters and those guys, or are they just going to do it where, you know, it's by committee, let me get a rookie in here to do this or do that. But I want to see how, how, how he takes special teams. Does he take it hard, or is it just – Nah, it's just a part of the game. I will have a that that is going to be one of the questions I ask Mike McCarthy mm-hmm. when I sit down for my TV interview with him later today. Uh, Rick Goslin writes the special teams uh, rankings every year. Rick Goslin, Hall of Fame, um, uh, a writer in the NFL, and he's just writing that media wing in the NFL uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. And Mike McCarthy's Packers finished last three times in special teams, 29th one once and 31st in another. I think 16 might have been the highest okay. they got. Uh-huh. So um, through the years, I've been good friends with Lance Allen, who's the uh, NBC uh, sports director up in Milwaukee. He hosted the Mike McCarthy TV show for over a decade. And so I'd asked him about that. I was like, does he not care about sports? Mm-hmm. Give me the insight. He said, well, says so a two-part question. He says he probably was a little bit loyal to Sean Slocum too long as special teams coach. And then he said, remember, Ted Thompson is the guy – picking the players, and Ted Thompson was pretty much always giving him a young roster. Mm. And a lot of those young guys were on special teams, and you guys know. So so let's go here then. So we just spoke about Will, and we know historically here we have not brought in guys that are core guys, right? We've shaped them. Mm-hmm. I was a, a core guy, but we shaped them, and I was an undrafted free agent. So they, we hadn't really made – big free agent pickups for those type of guys and then uh, gave them contracts for them to stay here. Is that going to change now? We still have pretty much the same people picking the players. Yeah. Is Are they going to listen to McCarthy if the special team coach that he hires come in and say, hey, man, we need five core guys and I have these guys from around the league that I, I played with or coached and these are the guys that I want to be here. I'm right there in the church yeah. with you right there. Yeah, okay, I'm is. sitting there right there with you in that whole thing. of, And that, I go back to what you talked about, that mastermind that he had for a year. As you did your deep dive, did you look back into what you didn't do in special teams in Green Bay, and are you going to change your philosophy? And is that something you go to Will McClay about talking about? Hey, look, we need we need a Matt Slater, mm-hmm. we need a Larry Izzo. You know, we need some. We need guys that don't play offense or, or defense. They can focus strictly they, on yes, teams. They, they are teams players. They play in all four phases, and their production is super high, and they are staples here. So when other people come in, they know that these are our core guys, and these are the leaders of our team. And that's how it works out. Is it, a just, Devin, is it a Devin Hester type? I mean, yeah. look at what Devin Hester did true. throughout his career in terms of making impact. And, you know, yeah, he was a receiver, running back, and, you know, every now and then they ran some stuff was, for him. Yeah. But for the most part, he was his, a turner. Va- right, his value was, all right, here comes the kickoff, here comes the punt, and, and you know what, look out. So that's I think the 
three of us are right here together and step it. Special teams is an area where the Cowboys would basically go in and lose it every single week. That yeah, can't this is happen. True. Right. It can. simply cannot happen. Mm-mm. And if Mike McCarthy has done this big mastermind, He's had to know that that was an issue, but how does he fix it? How does Will McClay, how do they as an order? Because this is something where all everybody mm-hmm. can get in a room and get better at this. And I'm the belief that, okay, maybe you get a receiver that is a special teams core guy and, and Mike being the offensive guy, okay, you you and whoever the receiver coach you bring in, you guys go fix it. John Fossil's going to be his um, – Special teams coach. Mm-hmm. You know, the Rams put it out on Twitter. He was going to the Cowboys, and they right. said, good luck. And then the punter Hecker was like, no! <laughs> uh, but I, I had a, a coaching buddy of mine who was with, with him in, at another NFL stop, and he said, Bones is good. Mm. He spoke highly of me. This is a guy who does not give, a, give out praise, you know, unwillingly. And he said, Bones is really good. He said, he will fit here. And so when it comes to give, teams coaching, yes. give them some play. Just just to go on with special teams. So I, a lot of people don't really understand the type of player that that it takes to play special teams, right? So when you say the young guys and they're made up of of young players when they come in, these are guys who uh, got a running back who gets drafted in the third round throughout college has never played special teams, right? right? But he's your third running back. So now the special teams coaches have to find a way to teach him something that he's never done and then you put him out there on the field and you get that production of, of a block mm-hmm. run or not being able to make this a tackle and that type of stuff. So when we say that, the young guys, that's what we're talking about. I'm talking about the Slaters, like you mentioned. And that, that, and then here's another question I have. I mean, I remembered uh, – Bill Belichick in, in a special, they were talking about Lawrence Taylor in the, in the football, like how you know how Lawrence played special teams. You know, Parcells when he was here, he had Demarcus where he had guys playing special teams. Like, okay, yeah, you're an integral player, but we need you to play special teams as well. Can McCarthy, you know, start Jedi mind tricking dudes to think that hey? Man, oh, let, let me tell you, you something. No, we, no, no. We need you. This ain't this not that error. Remember, what Dez was a punt returner for a minute. Oh, they yeah, broke yeah. his ankle. It was a wrap. <laughs> nah, was special eight. teams important, <laughs> but. uh some of those guys you don't want to have out there. Remember, Sean Lee was on there, yeah, and D-Ware was out there, it and that, that ended. Some yeah. of those guys are not – you're a great pass rusher, don't put them out there rushing punts. You ain't going to see punts. D-Law on punt, <laughs> yeah. on block, on punt safe. Don't, don't, <laughs> do not put them out there because cause you will get cut, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, all that type of stuff. Band so. rush at the wing, oh, protecting yeah, no, the punt. Nah, don't, they don't, don't do okay, that. Okay, okay. So, so, so those are you know, things that, right. that mm-hmm. when we talk about, okay, he's hired uh, – Here's what happened. Now, what will be? That's kind of my big thing about what will be. What's next? Uh, Aaron Rodgers, quarterback of the Packers, had this to say about Mike McCarthy with the Cowboys and his thoughts when you talked about the whole control question, Mm -hmm. Danny. We've had a lot of success down there, and I know that I think that that was probably one of the reasons. You know, we've obviously won the Super Bowl there, but we've won some some big games down there over the years. Um, so I'm not surprised that uh, you know Jerry had infatuation with Mike because you know we've had some really good performances. Um, I don't know. I, I thought maybe he would go somewhere where he had maybe some GM opportunity as well. But I'm happy for him. I sent him a text. He sent me a text back. So. That was the most shady uh, interview. Was. Yeah, we had a lot of success down there. <laughs> yeah, how many slugs did he shoot at the Cowboys for all the whoopings he put on us? Man. He got Wade Phillips fired. He did. <laughs> right, yeah, so we came back from that game, Wade got fired. The Dez Cauley thing. Yeah, like, it's, he doesn't in the playoffs. Yeah, he, was, he was just shooting slugs that whole interview. And then I shot him a text. He responded, yeah, all right, we good. <laughs> yeah, all right, we good. <laughs> You're not going. You're, you're not getting no opportunities up there to be a GM, by the way, Mike. <laughs> but the con- good luck. The control thing is is that so? So when Jerry was talking on in his interview, he was saying how you know that's a misconception. How everybody thinks you know I'm this good. Is it? I'm asking you, do I'm asking look, you. Look, okay. Old business partner of mine once said, "Time, time will either expose you or promote you." What have we seen over time? Mm-hmm. Jerry's involved. Jerry came in here in his initial press conference in 1989 and said, I'm going to be in charge of everything from jocks to socks. He is going to be involved. Okay. One time when I was doing the radio show, then I used to do it for, uh, on Fridays, 105.3 The Fan with Jerry, and, and we went into the whole, you know, why don't you hire a GM thing, and Jerry basically said, look, all that person's going to do is going to be in the way because guess what? You got to come through me. And you guys go to church, you know the old thing, the, the saying when, when, when Jesus said the only way through the Father is through me. So, so you don't think he, you don't think he can change at all? 
I mean, he hasn't won a Super Bowl in 27 years. 77 years old, you are not going to change. I'm with you, though. Listen, so, so, look, if Mike McCarthy comes in here, turns the team around, Jerry's a great GM, and he should continue doing what he's doing moving forward. Would you say yes? Yes. Now, look, I, I think I think a lot of people believe that Jason never had any say in anything. Yeah, I know. That's, that's, that's and that's what, not true. That's not – yeah, I don't okay, think that's, that's no, not – That's not – I always said Jason, Jason would have been a good mob boss because he always made sure he looked clean. The whole Dez thing, come on now. This is true. You knew he wanted Dez. <laughs> he got Jerry, he got Go. <laughs> Look clean. Terrell Owens gets guy. Come on now. Hey, what, as, what, as what they say as, on the movie, it, it is what it is. 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 Right, right. So, so, yes, he was, as, he was as good as Joe Pesci <laughs> in the Irish. Hey, somebody said, not me. <laughs> not it wasn't me, me that said it. Wasn't it wasn't me that said but, it. You know, people but are saying. People are saying. Jerry, you know Dez is coming here. It is what it is. It is what it is. I mean that, that's that's so so. Can Mike McCarthy get in here and tell Jerry and bend his ear or some things? Yes. As much as Jason bent Jerry's ear like Des has to go, he was also the guy that went, "Hey man, we need some help. We gotta go get Amari Cooper." I mean, Jason Garrett did not. He was not just some puppet in the corner that people think. Yeah, this is true. Jerry is going to be willing to listen. I mean, that's something people have always said. He's going to be willing to listen, but. He's going to have it. You're not just going to sit around here and draft a player, have a trade, and Jerry doesn't know. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know. I mean, we've heard about the Johnny Manziel thing, where he wanted to draft Johnny Manziel, and Steven and Will McClay are like, nah, no, no. Zach Martin. And then Jerry – and I always thought it was the craziest thing. So we're at training camp, and Jerry is still opining about the loss of Johnny Manziel. (laughs) I bet he's not now. Yeah, I was like, think of me, if you're Zach Martin, how would you feel? The owner up is still crying about not having Johnny. This is true. And here is Zach Martin having built a Hall of Fame resume. Mm -hmm. Early already. He said nothing about Johnny Manziel since they caught him in Vegas with a disguise on. (laughs) Jerry was like, yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So so there we go. All right. um, My – Let's get to later on here in the show. We'll talk about Mike McCarthy's intro. We'll also talk about Jerry in the foxhole. But but I want to get into something that I've written for the Dallas Morning News about retreads mm-hmm. and Mike McCarthy being a retread head coach. Okay. Because there's some Cowboy fans who were all about Lincoln Riley. They were all about Urban Meyer. And they got Mike McCarthy. Let's dive into that next right here on the Players' Lounge. He is Barry Church. He's Danny McRae. I'm Dewey Scruggs, and this is DallasCowboys.com Radio. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Whether you're into being a part of this or more into something like this, SeatGeek has the tickets to the events you love. It's the easiest way to find, buy, and sell tickets. Plus, with their deal score technology, they'll recommend the best seats in the house at the best value. So the next time you're craving this... the SeatGeek app and let's go. SeatGeek. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Ready? Okay. Give me an S. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. (laughs) Back to the Players' Lounge. Well, first of all, thank you. Uh, It is great to be here. And 
Um, I'm having a moment here because I don't know where the hell to put my hands. I never sat at a table for a press conference, so <laughs> excuse me. Uh, <laughs> um, second thing, I should have brought my type copy of notes like Jerry did. I got my little, I was trying to be slick and slip this in on you. But no, I, I just want to say uh, thank you uh, to so many different people. But I, I will start off with, you know, this past year has been a year of reflection. <laughs> My wife said I won't make it through 10 words. I think I got to about six. But <laughs> reflection of just what, what a blessed man I am. Great moments that I've been a part of. You know, I'm married to the love of my life, wife. My, my wife is the love of my life. You know, we have beautiful children. Come from a blessed family. You know, and professionally was able to lift the Lombardi Trophy. But I, I do need to tell a story about Saturday night when I was here on the interview, um, and here I am sitting across the table, Stephen, Jerry Jones, Jerry Jr., you know, Will McClay, Todd Williams, and Jerry's telling a story about um, the purchase of the Dallas Cowboys. And, and at the end of the story, he leans over to me and he, he grabs me by the, by the forearm and reaches out to shake my hand. He says, and you need to be the coach of the Dallas Cowboys. So... That's Mike McCarthy's opening press conference on Wednesday. And you are in the Players' Lounge. Danny McCray, Barry Church, former Cowboy players. I'm Newey Scruggs, longtime media member covering this team. Since Jimmy was here, I covered Jimmy, covered Barry Switzer. Parcells. Campo, Parcells. Old Dave. Old Dave. Uncle Wade <laughs> and, uh, and Jason Garrett. Your initial thoughts about seeing Mike McCarthy and hearing what he said, Danny Stark. Uh, I liked him, man. You could tell that uh, the, the emotion was genuine. And Jerry and them did everything they possibly could to show him that they really wanted to come. And he and he believed it. He embraced it. And you could see that through his emotion coming out. Barry? I think for sure. I mean, you could tell it was 100% genuine. The guy, I mean, he was getting choked up in there. I mean, you could tell he was fighting back the tears. But I think it's a guy that's ready to go back to work. Like you said, he's been off for a year. He Like me and Danny were talking about during the break, he basically went home and just studied his craft. He, like, went back to school, had somebody come in, do the analytics of football so the game of football doesn't pass him up, and he's ready to go. And I think he's going to be that kind of that spark plug that this team needs to get over the hump, hopefully. I loved it. In, for a decade, we heard so many robotic press conferences from Jason Garrett, who people will tell you, if you knew Jason, Jason had a really great personality, but he never wanted to give you that. Mm -hmm. And I think that affected him with the fans. Fans started connecting with Mike McCarthy. Hey, here's a guy who was crying because he was so, you know, he wanted the opportunity. Here's a guy that, that just tells you and shows you how much he loves his family. Mm -hmm. uh, here's a guy that, that, in my opinion, was letting you sit up here and say, I got something to prove. He didn't like how it ended. And in my opinion, a lot of people talked more about what he didn't do and didn't talk about what he really did do. I mean, He's this, a proven guy. I heard, I've heard people say, and you guys saw it written too, he wasted Aaron Rodgers' career or they should have won more. All I know is if my favorite team uses a first-round pick on a, on, on a quarterback, this guy comes in, develops him, helps make him a starter, wins a Super Bowl, he wins an MVP, and he's going to Canton. Can you sign me up for that? Exactly. And we're sitting there talking about people, like you said, people were sitting there talking about, oh, he wasted this, he wasted, he should have won more. How many people have won a Super Bowl? Uh, listen, the stat of of, of great quarterbacks and great coaches that have only won one. <laughs> Peyton and Breeze. Yes. You know, it, right. It's, it's like, so many. It's like a Pete Carroll Russell, they won one Super Bowl. The Patriots makes everybody think that the Super Bowl is this easy thing to get. You know, it's San, not you easy to San get. San Diego would have loved to have at least one on it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. Is... Sean Payton's great. He won one. Won one. Right? Uh, Pete Carroll's great. He's won one. Mm -hmm. Payment, they, like they won one Super Bowl. The Patriots, are, that's an anomaly. That's right? You won't that's see it, it again. Oh, like, you, you will not see that again. All right? When I used to host my NBC Sports Radio show, I, I, I had a line that I would always use because it worked in so many situations. It's amazing on who we choose to condemn and who we allow forgiveness. Oh, yes. You look at Pey what you just <laughs> talked about. If you look at Mike McCarthy, but by the way, Mike McCarthy and Sean Payton both were up for the Packers job. Mm -hmm. And Payton really wanted the Packers job. And Andrew Brandt ended up saying that what really kind of pushed him over the top is that McCarthy spent one year in Green Bay, so he knew what, 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 you know, what they were all about. So mm -hmm. then Sean takes the Saints job because he didn't want to come back here to, to the Cowboys and be an assistant again. He, he really wanted to be a head coach. But you look at their records, and you just put them side to side, take away the name. 
likes us better than what Sean has done. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean and Drew are basically in that same boat, if you think about it, what what Aaron Rodgers and McCarthy were, where you just say, man, you guys have had a lot of cracks at this thing, but for some reason, nobody says he wasted Breeze's career. That you is never true. said, right. Drew Breeze is going to the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I mean, last year, they had the NFC Championship game in the Dome. They made a lot of mistakes in that fourth quarter. Yes, yeah, you can't they, just blame it on the PI. They, they got did. they got jobbed. That, that was but, huge. But yeah, they, they but, did but make they a lot had, of mistakes. Right, they had opportunities. Even this past last weekend against Minnesota, you saw some things going down there with the Saints. Like, this isn't good. Mm-hmm. This isn't good. But for some reason, and maybe it's because of what the devastation of Hurricane Katrina that the Saints have never won, that Sean gets the halo. Meanwhile, Mike's in Green Bay where they've had other coaches who've won. You know, mm-hmm. you really didn't do anything special. It's like, okay, you you the next dude to do it. But I just felt like people are not considering that this man has taken a team to a Super Bowl. He's developed a quarterback. Mm-hmm. They they didn't have up and I made the playoffs this year, didn't make it. I think he only missed the playoffs three times. Do you think the success of the Packers this year is tar- is, is what is getting uh, McCarthy kind of tarnished? But love that. Love that because that's where I talked to my guy in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. Lance Allen. And he said, hey, look, what's one thing Ted Thompson wasn't doing? He wasn't about bringing in free agents. You're exactly right. He didn't bring in right. we, we saw McCarthy, them especially on the defensive end. side. We right. saw them defensive right. ends that came Smith up here to Jerry World. I'm like, goodness gracious. <laughs> and, I'm sure, I'm, and, and I'm sure he's probably thinking, I could have used that. I mean, you got the Smith brothers. They brought in Amos. I mean, they brought in all this defensive talent that they weren't willing to do that in McCarthy's tenure there. How, that's what happened when you just want to coach. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about this? When they got that. Well, when he was hired by them, they told him, this is what you're going to do. Yeah, no, I'm, this, I'm running it. This is what you're going to do. And you had no choice. So here's a story that, that – um, I think Mike Silver had told, because you know Mike Silver of NFL uh, Network is tight, tight with Aaron Rodgers, because mm-hmm. they're both Cal guys. But when Marshawn Lynch was in Buffalo and they were basically done with Lynch, Rodgers went to the Packers and said, go get him. Go get him. Ted Tomlin, nah, nah, I'm not going to do it. So Marshawn ends up in Seattle. So mm-hmm. when you've got a general manager who stuck to his ways – and didn't evolve. You cannot in the NFL just say we're just going to draft only. We're going to we're going to build. You have to go you out and plug pe- plug in. Especially pieces. now, they, they had a shot, man. But it just ate itself out of the uh, out of the uniform. Was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. They were trying for, to get for, my man money. Yeah, for a little bit, he was he was all right. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, all my man, my man just started eating itself out. I never seen anything out. like that. Yeah, yeah, he was goodness. Like, so, we'll give you a meal to lose weight. <laughs> Let me add ten. I ain't never seen that. I was fifteen, but I'm get back ten. Yeah. So, so I wrote a piece in the Dallas Morning News, and, and I said, you know, Mike McCarthy, hiring Mike McCarthy as a retread is a good thing. So certain people saw the headline, they went crazy. Oh, this is garbage. You're calling him a retread. Um, well, when you, this is what people call coaches who get jobs. Again, they call them retreads. But how about this? 15 of the last 23 Super Bowls have been won by retread coaches, coaches that are on their second jobs. The only one who wasn't on his second job was on his third NFL job was Pete Carroll. But we're talking about Bill Belichick, mm-hmm. Pete Carroll, Tony Dungy, uh, Mike Shanahan, John Gruden, these guys in their second opportunities had learned. There was a book that um, Harvey McKay, a uh, business, business writer, uh, and it's a business book called We Got Fired, the Best Thing That Ever Happened to Us. Talks about Joe Torrey, Lou Holtz, uh, Bill Belichick, people who had, and other executives, but people, uh, Lee Iacocca, people who were, hey, they were good at a profession, but for some reason it didn't work out, they got fired, and the next time around, you know, they were ready to go. And I still contend that Mike McCarthy spending a mastermind one year trying to, what did I do well? Let me do a deep dive mm-hmm. into myself. I just believe that'll work because Pete Carroll did the same thing. Look at the success he's had. If you look at his book, read his book, Win Forever. He talked about the deep dive he did into himself and what type of program he would have the next time he got another opportunity. And that's what he took to USC. Okay, that was the Pete. That was he the Pete Carroll. That, right. That was hey, boom. I know who I am, what I am, and what I want to be. Next time I get my shot, I'm ready to go. Well, I believe in that uh, about seventy percent. I think I, I'm a firm believer in timing is everything. Like uh, most of those guys, like Pete Carroll gets there, and Russell Wilson turns out to be the, the guy. That guy, right? Yeah. Okay. So the, pro, uh, the, the program's great, but he also he, he had a guy. Yes, and McCarthy. You know, he did shape Aaron Rodgers, but. He's Aaron Rodgers, you know. So not not taking anything away from him. I'm just saying timing 
is huge. Now, you know, Pete won the division. I think it was a 7 9 and 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, the but that was without Russell. That was with Tavarius Jackson. They were still 7 and 9. Yeah, but but still. And they won, they won a division and, at 7 and, and 9. Then you the beat, se- and then they beat it. You talking about New Orleans away from home? I mean, we just going historically. So he does that. Then he ends up signing Matt Flynn. They give Matt Flynn all that money, and, they, and they drafted uh, Russell Wilson. And he ended up beating him out, yeah. And remember, Matt Flynn got that big contract because he came here and beat us. And he did. <laughs> he yeah. ended up coming yeah. off the bench for Mike McCarthy's Packers, and had a nice well. little run, and playing then they, well. you know, so McCarthy developed him. He also had developed Aaron Brooks, who won the Saints' ever first uh, first ever playoff game. This is true. So when I hear retread, I think that. That can be a really good thing. Rick Carlisle took over for Avery Johnson, and I was there for that for that run, Avery's run, and when they brought in Rick, and people were not – they weren't excited. They were like, okay, here's this guy. You know, He was with the Pistons. Pistons fired him, and mm-hmm. the next year Larry Brown takes the Pistons and they go beat the Lakers and win the championship. So how good is the guy? And then, oh, yeah, he's the Pacers. He was the Pacers head coach. Mm-hmm. That was the malice in the palace, dude. Nah. <laughs> you know, that, was, that was kind of the, the thing on Rick. And look at what he's done here. Won the first ever championship for the Mavericks. He brought in a good staff of people. And, and, and you know, Terry Stotts was on that staff. We see what Terry's done in Portland. He's been outstanding. Dwayne Casey. Dwayne Casey ended up leaving the Mavericks and going to Toronto, becoming mm-hmm. coach of the year. So he had a plan, and he knew what he wanted to do. And that third time around, bam, it, it clicked. And then he got with an owner who people said meddled, who people <laughs> said talked too much, and they ended up get, getting it done. So in basketball terms, so you do you guys think that McCarthy has the opportunity? I'm not, I'm just, will he have? The, will he do this? Um, you know how Kerr kind of took over. Oh, Mark man, Jack- you, I saw I was going right. There. Going right <laughs> Kerr took over Mark Jackson. You know, they, Mark Jackson couldn't get those guys over the hump. Everybody says, you know, Kerr, you know, got him over the hump, but it was with Mark Jackson's players and all that. Do you think McCarthy has an opportunity to do that? Him over the hump, I, he better. Man, do you think? But I, do you, yeah, I think I think he'll turn it. I think he'll turn it around. The opportunity is there. Yes, that's I think all you can ask. For. That's it. Right. That's all. That's well, all you can ask. For I think the way he's shaping up his coaching staff, I think it's totally different than what Jason has. So go I think there. I think go, he is. Let's a, go. That's, you know, that's the next thing I want to go right there. Let's dive into that. Uh, Mike Nolan. It's been reported going to be the defensive coordinator, so Mike Nolan's going to be the defensive coordinator. He's a linebacker's coach, right, for uh, the Saints? The Saints, Saints. I got you. Okay. Uh, Mike Nolan, when he was the head coach of the 49ers, had made McCarthy his offensive coordinator, so they know each other. Okay. John Fossil will be the uh, special teams coach. Joe Philbin is going to replace Mark Colombo as the offensive line coach. Uh, Philbin was in Green Bay with McCarthy. When McCarthy ended up getting uh, let go, Philbin had taken over as the interim head coach, used to be the head coach. With the, the Dolphins, Dolphins as well, yeah. so so they have a working relationship. So just what you know so far about the staff, your thoughts? Uh, I like it. Uh, I like the fact <laughs> that we did not keep everybody that was with Jason, right? You mm-hmm. want to, you had these relationships, nothing against those guys, but let this guy come in and run this how he wants to run it because that's some of the stuff that got us in trouble in the past. I think just the, all the internal guys that continued to stay here for 10, 10 to 12 years, however long they were here, we just started seeing the same thing, mm-hmm. right? Let these guys bring in their fresh ideas. Everybody, if McCarthy's going to run the offense, he got a guy that he trusts on defense, so that guy will be able to handle defense. Same with special teams. All these guys will come together, of course, be one team, but – all these guys have success uh, in the past, and they're mm-hmm. able to bring in their own plans and own schemes. And like I said, special teams, I think they hurt us last year because we tried to run Rich Passaccia's scheme, yeah. but he's not here. And we saw the effects of that. So I'm, yeah. I'm happy. Yeah, you're 100% right. I mean, I think when you're starting fresh, you got to have a new slate. I mean, and that includes your coaching staff as well. Uh, if there's one person that I would like to see him keep – uh, other than Kellen Moore would be Big Cat, just for the simple fact that I think he's gotten the most out of this D-line. I mean, yeah, they had a drop in production this year, but the two years before that, I mean, you had Demarcus Lawrence doing double-digit sacks. You had Quinn coming in here this year doing work. And so I just feel like there's one coach that they would keep. It would be Leon Litt. So hopefully that happens, but I'm agree with you 100%. You got to have a I like GB, too, though. I like GB at running back. I know they, they probably won't keep him, but – I he mean, did do, he Z, did do the best Tony out of Z, Pollard yeah. come, Tony Pollard got in and showed out. Uh, he got a fullback in there that's doing doing a little something. Yeah. Playing, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean I, I, I mean, I like him. I like GB, and I might be biased because I like him as a person. That's so. true. On the GB, we all like. If you, if you don't like Gary Brown, yeah. you just don't like people. Yeah. Uh, Stan Drayton, who is the associate head coach and run game coordinator at the University of Texas, that has been reported by Todd Archer and a few others that, that they are talking to him right now. Okay. And his connection is he coached Ezekiel Elliott at Ohio State. So 
that could be. I, I do think if you just spent fifteen million dollars a year on this dude, you wanna you wanna make sure that there's a a connection. I believe. So if it's not Gary Brown and it's Stan Drayton, I think that they can feel good in terms of hey, look, here's a guy that worked with him, helped develop him. Mm-hmm. He has a relationship there. But I'm with you. You need to bring in people who you trust and also people who understand what it is you want. So your Parcells talked about when he first got here, you know, some of the guys he he didn't know, but he you know he they you know he, they, he knew them, but they mm-hmm. didn't work together. He said I had to coach the coaches. So in some cases with a Mike Lowell and, and and Joe Phil, you don't have to coach them. They know what you want, and you don't have to worry about what's being said in the meeting rooms. And I would take it right there. You guys have been in the meetings rooms with your position coaches. How do you go and how do you deal with a new guy and what it is they want? I want you to think about that. We'll take a break, but when you come back, as players, how do you now deal with new coaches, new especially because position coaches are where you spend most of your time. People just don't understand that enough. It's about you and the position coach. We'll do that next right here on the Players' Lounge on DallasCowboys.com radio. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox, the company that builds wildly overproductive phone cases? The one and only, but cases are just the start. Otterbox is the official outfitter of tailgating. If they can keep my phone safe, what can they do for my parking lot party? How about protecting your beverages from suboptimal drinking temperatures with their elevation tumblers? And Otterbox elevation tumblers come in three sizes, a 10-ouncer, a 20-ouncer, and even a 64-ounce grab. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com. Whether you're into being a part of this or more into something like this, SeatGeek has the tickets to the events you love. It's the easiest way to find, buy, and sell tickets. Plus, with their deal score technology, they'll recommend the best seats in the house at the best value. So the next time you're craving this, the SeatGeek app and let's go. SeatGeek. Hey Cowboys Nation, this season when the Cowboys win, you get to experience the sweet taste of victory because if the Cowboys win, the next day Duncan is offering a free medium hot or iced coffee. So don't just celebrate the Cowboys success from the sidelines, head to Duncan and treat yourself to real victory because this season Cowboys fans aren't only winning on game day, they're winning the next day too with a free medium coffee. Cowboys Nation runs on Duncan. Excludes cold brew. Limit one per guest. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Back to the Players' Lounge. I'm Newey Scruggs. It's Barry Church, Danny McRae, two former Dallas Cowboy players. Just a media guy. Uh, <laughs> Emmy Award winner. Tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter. Uh, at BarryChurch42 on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, at DannyDMac44 on Twitter. At Danny underscore McRae40 on Instagram. And you can also find me at the Dallas Cowboys Youth Camps. There we go. All right. Best coach in the biz. <laughs> I am Mike, on t- Mike, I'm here, baby. <laughs> I'm on Twitter at Newey Scruggs. That's N-E-W-Y-S-C-R-U-G-G-S. That's N-E-W-Y-S-C-R-U-G-G-S. So, for the players who are going to be coming back, got a lot of new coaches. As former players, you guys have been through it, and mm-hmm. it's different assistant coaches come in. Yes, the head coach is the guy who's in charge, but you spend the majority of your time with your position coach and your group in meetings. So how does it go in terms of dealing with a new position coach? What do you as a player need to tell your, your new position coach that maybe they do or do not know about what it is you do well or or you know just just that whole experience? Uh, well, I, did, I did go through it twice. Um, when I was a younger player, uh, we had you know Campo and Maxie and all those guys when they came in there. And as a young dude, I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. So once they got, once that whole coaching staff was fired, I think that's when Henderson and Baker and all them mm-hmm. boys came in. So at that time, I'm, I'm not you know the leader. I'm not a captain or anything like that. I'm still a young guy trying to figure things out trying to get into my starting realm so I kind of kept quiet around I let the older guys I let send some ball and those guys kind of get that connection with those coaches and everything like that and I kind of you know faded to the back because I didn't know what was going to happen with my next you know if I was going to be here or not um, but later on 
when we got another coaching staff had come in, I think it was Baker and uh, not Baker, but um, I wasn't here when y'all had the yeah, we had uh, them coming and I was a captain at that time, so I had to get I had to get in the offseason, I had to go talk to them just to break bread with them, just kind of you know get to feel how, how they want us to play and what type of defenses they're going to bring in. And so, once you get that early feel for them and you get that into the OTAs, you get that into the season, it just becomes that camaraderie part. And, the rest is history after that. Were you speaking to the difference of when you were younger and not really sure? And not really sure. Yeah, I'm undrafted. Yeah. I'm not sure. And then so, when you had the captain status. So, like, some of I, – I would assume a lot of the guys who may be on smaller contracts, at the end of the contracts, what the mindset that they have is, really, honestly, does this guy like me? Do I fit into what he wants to do? Will I still be here? I need to go figure out what it is that he actually thinks about me as a player. I think I remember one time we had it, and each player had to go speak to the coach um, after they had watched some film on him. So you could tell him, hey, I'm here now. This is what I think you do well. This is what I don't think you do well. And you can help yourself by doing X, Y, and Z throughout the offseason and help you in training camp when we're doing our evaluations. So those guys in that position should go talk to the coach as soon as they get a chance or whenever he gets settled to figure out where they stand. The captains, mm-hmm. on the other hand, need to be the guys to go figure out how they want to run the room. Like a guy like Demarcus Lawrence who's going to be here, when you having that conversation with the new coach, your conversation is, how do you want the room ran? What what type of leader do do you are you used to and do you want me to be and how can I help? And the other guys are, what can I do to stay here? All right, let's talk about uh, just some potential free agents here. And, and to me, obviously, the, you have three big ones. Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, Byron Jones. Gentlemen, thoughts? Uh, well, Dak ain't going nowhere. In my opinion. I mean, he, he's at the worst, he'll get franchise tagged or he'll get a, a long-term deal. I don't think he's going anywhere. You can't let that go. Um, but on defensive side of the ball, I think it's, I think it's going to be tough. I think you got you know Quinn or, or B. Jones. And in my opinion... I think you got to go with B. Jones on this yes. one. Yes, not, not I'm saying, so glad. I'm not so saying glad. he, not what? saying he doesn't yes. get you all these intercept. He doesn't get you yes. all these interceptions that that people want. He's not a ball hawker, but this guy locks down receivers. When have you ever seen a receiver just kind of go off on Byron Jones? N- never. Well, I mean, th- well, think about your defensive scheme, right? The great defensive schemes allow you to cut off one side of the field by putting a player on. Like if I say, "Hey, Byron, you on the right side. You take care of the right side." Mm-hmm. I can focus my whole defense on everyone you else. You all are so deep. You, you like you got to. You, you like to keep this dude. Listen, you can you just pay the pass rush a hundred million. All right, and what that get? Yeah, you can. Nah, <laughs> no, I'm being real. You, Five you know, sacks. Get you, get you a defensive tackle. You know, get you, get you another uh, defensive end in the draft. Sure up covers. This is a passing league. And it's the dude. teams with great cornerbacks. You see what Peters did when he got uh, traded. He took him you to see the next what round. happened with Ramsey when when uh, he got traded bro- to, to L.A. Brother, bro. Uh, no, bro-ham. no, no, I no. Will, I'm I just will, telling you. You I saw the am, effect on the defense. I will quote you what Hall of Famer Warren Sapp has said for years. Back don't work without the front. If I'm putting pressure on the quarterback, he's not going to have all day long. Now, here's my other thing with Byron who is a tremendous character guy, mm-hmm. okay? I'm not paying a corner who doesn't get picks. If you can't get the football, why am I paying you? What's one of the biggest issues and problems they have on this team? They don't pick anything off back Everything then. Everything is get new. This is, <laughs> look, don't you got a new defensive coordinator who's going to run a new scheme? Got to work up front, like, baby. Start up front. But got, he can play front. more than just front. You got $100 million up front already. And what happened? <laughs> you assume you're going to get a defensive who, tackle who, next. Who led the team in sacks? <laughs> I keep that guy. You keep, you you keep, keep him because he led the team in sex? How old is Quinn now? He, he getting up there too. <laughs> he, you could probably get him on a cheaper deal than he can on on, on Jones. Oh yeah, you could definitely get him cheaper. I think you would have to uh, pay Jones. I, I really don't think you would have to break the bank. You got to give him sixteen. To do it. You got you got to pay him. He's, yeah, he's a cornerback. He's a lockdown corner. And we talk about picks. Listen, I rather do not catch the ball on me than catch it. A this pick is, is a plus. This is true. Okay. And you got to do getting yarded every game. That's why Peters got traded. Oh, now he getting picks. But for one team, he was definitely getting bombed on. He, he was, was getting, getting bombed two on. Two years in a row. I, I remember Mike Thomas, King Guard Mike, who they say does not have long speed, dusted Marcus Peters. <laughs> he gambling. But he got picks now, and that's the corner that you want. But, okay, L- so, but L.A., he wasn't the same guy. So you, you guys are taking Byron Jones, letting Quinn go, Amari Cooper. No, I didn't, we, we didn't say let Quinn go. But but you can get it. Everybody's not going. We got like $80 million in uh, everybody, cash. Everybody, 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 everybody yeah, can stay. 
that. You gonna go with the DB over the over the uh, over defensive? Yeah, because we already got one. Yeah. So, we have no DB. So where do we uh, where do we stand with Amari Cooper here? Uh, if you can get him for about fifteen, yeah. But anything over that, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm, He's a good. I'm not sold. Man, I saw the last just month and a half. I'm not. So, I'm not. Man, come on, Nui. I saw Jalen Smith and uh, and who got added? Him and uh, Jalen Smith and Mark Cooper. We swiped it to the Pro Bowl. Let me tell you, come on. Yeah, we know about the Pro Bowl. Right? Yeah, yeah, we know about the Pro Bowl. Yeah, it's, it's all about your play social media. And JJ Watt. Hold on, what? Nah, the Pro Bowl. Some a lot of times is the main thing. I remember this a lot. It is. It's all it is now. Not to not to to trash on how we do voting. Welcome to the haters. Church. Listen, hey, hey, listen hey, let hey. me tell you something. So we will walk in. <laughs> we will walk in there to do voting for the uh for the Pro Bowl, right? Yeah. And we walk in there as, as young guys, so we didn't really know the play. The coach would have six guys on the board and they said, hey, check the box right here. One of these guys gotta be the <laughs> One option. of these guys gotta be the it guy. Ain't no you, <laughs> you don't even have your own opinion on who this person needs to be. It's on the board. Uh, yeah. So and everybody be like, hey, so who we picking for uh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I ain't really see him play, so who we picking? It's, it's who you see on, on ESPN the most yeah. of the time. That's all it ain't ever, even... hey, We've been inside the voting. Okay. So and I'm just gonna simply say this. When this team was three and five, and they they had the receiver by committee. Things wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Mari Cooper came here, turned things around. Dak Prescott has a guy that he can trust. I look at Amari Cooper and I think about how the receivers act mm-hmm. and the way the room is versus when they didn't have him and they had other people in the receivers room. You talking about the last half oh, of the month, no. the last half of the, se- of, of the season? You talking about when they didn't have him? Come on, man. I'm, I'm just, I'm just gonna say, I, I, I would, I would want to make sure if I'm going to give. 35 40 million dollars to the quarterback that he's got it. his top weapon. But that but we also know that guy after every every play he makes he walks off the field. He's been hurt. He was hurt in training camp. He was hurt all year long. Got he said hurt. he wasn't hurt. Come on, man. He said he wasn't hurt. Come I'm on, about what man. The man said. So you not, so not you in this year, right? <laughs> you won't get a man 20 million. I'm he, waving a flag. Roll tie. I'm waving a flag. I'm waving a flag. All right. right. Check out. You should, so however much you said you're going to pay, then you got a minus of me if each time he got locked down this year. All right. So let go Stephon Gilmore. He didn't Marshall show Lattimore. Marshall Lattimore. Listen, the dude for the last six weeks of the season, fourth and what? The man not, not even on the, the, the coaches don't you even trust you playing <laughs> so bad. Don't, over, don't overlook this, right? As a coach, right? That's the reason why Sanjay and I. Yeah, yo, yo, <laughs> best, them bricks. yo, best player, the coach does not have confidence in him to put him on the field on the biggest play of the season. Why do we have new coaches? No, no, that, that is that is that is speaking to the player and how bad of a game you have. I had a coach that say, hey man, you can have a bad play. Do not have a bad game. This dude plays so bad. <laughs> the thing was like, nah, bro. You, <laughs> we got this one. We got this one. That's that is bad. That's bad play. Write this down at eleven thirty-six. The show became the haters. <laughs> Hater club. Hater. Come on, man. Hey, so, I'm so, telling you, I'll be Silky Johnson up here, and I'll be the haters baller. But if you go pay that man twenty mil, ultra pro brothers. I'm saying this, man. It's a, it's a lot of people. Club. It's a lot of people who put input in. Would you put on dollar, the field. dollar bill? Would you make him? A, is he a top five wide receiver? In the NFL right now. Because it would depend. Be careful what you say. Well, well, I, I do because I, yeah, I put Michael Thomas there. Evans. Godwin. Yes, Mike Evans, if he don't tear his hamstring, he's finishing the season crazy. Godwin. Keenan Allen. Don't. Come on, man. Keenan <laughs> Allen. Uh, Devontae Adams. DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> I mean, we could go. Yeah, I don't think we could go all day. What number we at now? Hopkins. We've got Julio. Got Julio's Julio. on it. Okay. Yeah, because they, uh, they all played uh, the last half now, of the season. Now, now here, here's, mm-hmm. what, here's what I would also tell you. I love, because in my opinion, I don't think that there's been elite coaching this past decade here with the Cowboys. You give Mike McCarthy and Amari Cooper, can he make another Devontae Adams? Um, look at what he did with Cobb and Donald Driver. I mean, they had to, he knows how to get some of these receivers. Give me an elite head coach like Mike McCarthy, who has won a Super Bowl and they and they spent 60-40% throwing the ball. The same head coach that had, that, that had Amari Cooper last year when they were three and five is the same head coach that had this guy at the end of the season when he disappeared. Right? <laughs> elite coaching or not. He was the same, he was around the same people. What and the, the result was total. 
opposite. I will say this though. I don't you, I don't I'm think Gallup can do it by itself though. No, no. I, no, no. I will say I'm that. not saying get rid of Amari. Okay. We okay. talking about paying him as like a, I said, 15, as a give him 15. Best Good. receiver in the league. I said no. I, I, I'm All right, let pay him, him. Just let him go to Philadelphia. No, no, He'll be in Philadelphia <laughs> out there. <laughs> Tagging you. What, <laughs> how, go. how good the Raiders been since he left here? I'm just, it's okay, okay, okay. Oh, oh, man, look, yeah, they, they, they also they also lost Antonio Brown as well. They I'll they be, had a good mm, replacement did, for. Uh, I'll be watching. I'll, for be, Amari. I'll be watching the Pro Bowl with. Uh, Man, make sure you got them clear eye views on this. Swiping, swipe. That's swipe it on. That's so. how you know he wasn't hurt. You talking about he hurt? He gonna go play in the Pro Bowl? Hurt? That is true. Let us in our, our remaining time here. We got about uh, nine minutes here on the Players Lounge slash Haters Club. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Boys, we just the, can't, can't, can't hey, give hey, an opinion. Hey. Now we hate. Man, as long as you have my papa though, I'm all right. Head coaching. <laughs> You'll get your poppin'. <laughs> he still ain't got that poppin'. I ain't got oh, no poppin', man. Hey, that's yeah, he's trying to talk all the way through. It's that's okay. Crazy. He hey, that's crazy, dude. He tell you, he tried to call me too. Yeah, he don't mention nothing about poppin'. Every time he every time he call me, I be thinking he gonna say, "Man, hey, meet me." Uh, it ain't no we, we ain't <laughs> yeah, getting nah. together. Nah. <laughs> I'm waiting. Can I wear my my Clemson Tigers? Uh, mm. wear, let me get a Clemson Tiger National Championship shirt and bring it on in there. Talk about Ooh. the haters club. So. This is yeah, you're right. The haters club. You headed down there, right? I'll be there later today. We're going to see. All right, what are we going to talk about? Rooney Rule. Mm, Okay. Uh, It produced one head coach, one head coaching hire. There's still one left, Cleveland Browns. Mm -hmm. But uh, Ron Rivera ends up getting the job in Washington. Uh, There were no black head coaches who got jobs. Eric Bieniemy, who was highly recommended um, by Andy Reid, who's the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. The same job where Matt Nagy went from being the offensive coordinator of the head coach of Chicago Bears, Doug Peterson went from being Andy Reid's offensive coordinator to Philadelphia Eagles. There have been some people that think that the Rooney Rule is broken. Some people think that the Rooney Rule is just not not even worth it. Some say it's just a sham. What's your opinion, gentlemen? Uh, I would say it's worth it. I mean, because at the end of the day, these um, these gentlemen are they're getting they're getting interviews and they're getting their name out there. So I was I mean, it's you rather have an interview interview than nothing at all. Now, um, would we like to see more? Um, black men in the head coaching positions. Yeah, we would love to do that. But um, right now, I'm thinking the interviews. I mean, the interview process is good and everything like that. And you would rather have interviews than nothing at all. Yeah. First of all, you cannot make these dudes hire a black guy. I mean, you can't make them do it. The rule is the rule. I'm glad that they get interviews. But at the end of the day, you not you cannot sit up here and try to mandate how many minority coaches that the league has to hire, hire as a whole. All these guys, these are individual guys. These are individual owners of, of of these teams, and they have preferences, and the preference is obvious. So keep the rule, because I mean, every once in a while, you will get a guy who goes in there and and he awes the uh, the GM, and, and he gets hired. So mm-hmm. keep it. Without that, then they might not even get the interview. The job you do not interview for, you cannot get. Exactly. I, I've gone through this in my profession, television. Okay, where they, because of, of the way that these TV uh, stations work and, and, and the EEOC, kind of, all that kind of stuff, the, the laws, you have to interview minority candidates. So I've been on those interviews before where, hey, look, they weren't going to get the job. But I remember one job that I really wanted to get in Tucson, Arizona, young in my career. I didn't get it. But the news director in Arizona ended up calling a guy in Savannah, Georgia, and said, look, he, he, he didn't get the job here, but you should look at it. That's a job I could have had. I didn't take it. I ended up going to Austin, Texas. But that was one of those six-degree separations. You don't know who's going to be in the room and who can say, you know what, boy, Danny McCray, we almost hired him. But down there, somebody else, he can help. Some. So I just believe in that. Now, when you people are, are on the owners, and, and yes, you can be on the owners. But let me also say this. I don't think people are also talking about some of the head coaches enough. Ron Rivera gets the Washington job. He brings in Jack Del Rio, mm-hmm. who's white. He brings in uh, North Turner's kid to be his offensive coordinator, who's white. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so when you talk about getting a pipeline, you know, if you're not allowed as a minority coach to actually become a coordinator, put yourself in the positions to be the next guy up, it's tough. Mike McCarthy's coming here. He's brought in Mike Nolan to be his defensive coordinator. I mean, so a part of these things where people are banging on the owners – you got to get guys got to get in positions as coaches. So when you start to look at how you start shaping these staffs, mm-hmm. how many of these guys are actually putting in minorities where they can become a head coach? Follow with these Bruce Arians. Follow him. Just go follow him, man. Go see what they got one, going one on guy. down there. He's and, and he's right. going. He's going to continue. Yeah, he is, he, but he's going. Hopefully, somebody follows the trend. Right. Yeah. He is making. He's intentionally making an effort to surround himself with. 
coaches that he really well, wants. And yeah, a lot of left guys, down there, right? That's his OC, right? Yeah, uh-huh. uh, Goodwin. Goodwin's the OC. So uh, he's got basically he's, yeah, all, all of his coordinators are black. Are black. Okay, all uh-huh. of his coordinators in Tampa Bay are black. He's continued that, like he from Arizona all the way to. Um, to Tampa, like he's going to continue doing that, and he's he he makes it a purpose. His purpose yeah, to get that done. Like I said, it only takes one. Yeah, but that's that's another thing. There, it's just you know, for, for as a coach, you got to get yourself in a position where can you become a coordinator? Can, and that's something I think. Jerry's been here. I think he's only had one minority coordinator. It was Brian Stewart, who was here under under Wade Phillips, and mm. then he wasn't here very long. But that's just so. So I just go into that as as a owner. You know, you're looking at your staff and looking at your key people. So, so we can look at the owners, but do not forget to look at the head coaches because these head coaches are the guys that are bringing in the people that people say, who's the next guy? I mean, how does Brian Flores get his opportunity? It's because he was elevated within Bill Belichick's mm-hmm. system. Does Christian Shaw count? No, no, because Rod Marinelli was a defensive player. Yeah, you know. That's true. You know, once you start speaking and then, you know, and, and how the defense playing, the but, people start saying he's the coordinator. And, but that and was so Rob. Say, but remember, Rob was trying to say, hey, I'm trying to get this guy. Rob was actually trying to help him, right. yeah, you know, down the there. road to become a head coach. Yeah. So Rob was actually trying to do yeah, so, so, it. So he, he counts as one of those guys, like the Brian, Brian uh, Flores. Brian Flores. Flores, okay. But Flores, I mean, the thing he I had, mean, somebody it, tried to elevate him. Right, into, right. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. You had someone who was trying to help him. So yeah. that's mm-hmm. the pipeline. That's the whole thing. When people go, hey, well, who's in the pipeline? Who's the, well, you got to have head coaches who get you in the pipeline. But if coaches are just going to hire their friends and all their friends are, are basically white guys and they just simply say, hey, look, you can be a DB coach, <laughs> black guy. Mm-hmm. You can be a, a running back coach. If you get pigeonholed, then it's hard. I mean, Eric Bieniemy's done everything that you need to do to become a head coach, except for the goalposts keep moving for the guy. Yeah, that's true. So the Rooney rule is not the problem. The problem is how you get opportunities to show people what it is you can do. That's true. I never looked at it by that point. I mean, I always kind of sat at it to the owners, like, man, they got to get these guys. But you're all right, man. Yeah, coaches, it, it, it's both. Yeah. It's, it, I think it's both. Oh, oh, it's look, both. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, definitely, that, yeah, it's, it's definitely your book. Yeah. But that's to me when I think about what's when you say what needs to change, what can change and, and be most effective is getting guys opportunities as coordinators. Because basically, who you're hiring, except for what the Giants did with, with their dude Joe Judge, they're be, they're guys who are coordinators. The problem I have with the enemy thing is people. Well, he didn't call plays. Well, other dudes weren't calling plays. Yeah. Andy Reid got a job in Philadelphia and didn't call one play, was never even a coordinator. So it's like, okay, so why do the rules keep changing here? Right. Mm-hmm. So, but but there are, I mean, you can't have a league of 80% you know, players that, uh, that, are, that are minorities <laughs> and tell me that ain't, ain't nobody worth anything to be ever become a coach. Um, you are correct. You know, that's, that's, that's just it's impossible. But I just truly believe you got to have some opportunities to be able to show folks what it is you can do. Yeah. And and even when you do, you know, like Tony Dungy for years, you know, Tony, oh, he interviewed well. Well, he's too soft-spoken. I mean, it was all these excuses that were used against him. And then what happened when Tony had a job? He took off. He took off. And, you know, so that's 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 been my 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 kind of uh, frustration is just, hey, look, it's hard to ever advance if all coaches do is hire their homies and buddies and friends. That's true. And it's not just here. Look at the collegiate level. Look at the collegiate. I, I told one of my buddies, I said, man, I said, I don't know. I said, as a black guy, I don't know how you do that business because either you're a DB coach, running back coach, you don't get to call plays, rarely you do, and it's hard to get a job. I said, it's, it's, I, said I don't see a whole lot of advancement in it is what you do. Yeah. And people can talk about merits all day long, but if I keep changing, if I keep changing the narrative and keep moving the goalposts so you can't get a job. I mean, I heard somebody say, well, Eric Bieniemy's offense in Colorado wasn't good. How many years ago was that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, is his offense good now? Yeah. <laughs> did, did, did he help coach the MVP? Well, it was all Andy. But you didn't say that when Doug Peterson got a job. That's true. You know, or so, Matt Nagy. Right. So that, that's that thing of just uh, how, do you, how do you win if people want to go into that? There's a lot of – can he not grow? Mm-hmm. Guys, give, I mean, Andy Reid left Philadelphia. People were just tired of Andy Reid, almost in the same way of Mike McCarthy. But what did Andy Reid do? Andy Reid's a different guy. He learned, nobody wanted to give him any credit that, you know what, maybe after 10-plus years in Philly, a, my message was, was just needed to change. And I needed to get some new thing in my blood. Mm-hmm. Like go a place with, I think after seven years as a coach, you're making more enemies than you're making friends. Is this true? It's, it's, just, it's just the nature of the business. Unless you're winning championships like, like, like Belichick, Belichick yeah. after about seven, eight years, they're starting to nitpick at why didn't this happen? Did you had these chances? It gets tough. It gets tough. So, 
This was fun. Uh, good luck to your Tigers. Can the Tigers are going to win the national championship. Okay, there we go. That's, yeah. all, that's all I want to hear. That's all I want to hear. No, no, no. The LSU, Bayou, Bengals are getting the dub, and we're going to win by plus 14. It is. Remember this, Barry. I'm listening. Heisman Trophy winners have had a hard time winning national championships. This is true. This dude been this hating on Joe Burrow since the beginning of the season. He it's, always finds some type of stat. That, no, 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 no. The man is winning everything. This is what he's going to do. He's going to win the Heisman, win the Natty, first pick in the draft. That's it. These are the three things that's going to happen. And you, nothing you say can change that. Is Lil' 22 playing? Yes, everybody's playing. So when I see you on Friday at 11 o'clock, Ooh. I just, as a matter of fact, like you said, we're gonna turn it into a national championship celebration okay. dinner. Twice, mm. twice we have doubted Davos Swinney against go. Nick Saban. Y'all done put on the music, and, and, and you know music for this guy. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Just saying. Tigers gonna win one of them. Tigers winning. I G E R S Tigers. I see y'all out there, man. Don't you worry. Okay, I just want you to bring that same enthusiasm if Clemson Ooh, win. Okay? Uh, we yeah. might not hear if Clemson win. <laughs> I'm just saying, we might not hear from you if Clemson win. This guy. I'm just saying. Is okay. that a lie? Is that a lie? If, if, they, if they win. Whatever. I got to hit the road. Everyone, thank you. <laughs> Safe travels. For being a part of the Players Lounge slash Haters Club, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?